You are listening to Called to Homeschool, Episode 15, The Importance of Read-Alouds. This is your manual to becoming the amazing homeschool mom you were called to be. Hey everybody, welcome back to Called to Homeschool. We're excited to be here and to talk about one of both of our favorites, favorite topics, the read-alouds, and it's a good one. I Yes, I love this. And I think somebody who was a homeschool mom and then when her kids graduated, went and taught at a private school, mm-hmm. and she said, you want to know the most important thing you can do with your kids? Read to them. Read, yeah. read, read to your babies. Definitely, and I wholeheartedly agree with that. I, years ago, read the, um, what's it called, the Read Aloud Handbook, by Jim Trelease. Oh yes, you and read that's that one. Who she was inspired yeah. by. Yeah, and oh, and then I we're agree. she's just throwing it out there. We're yeah. one of our favorite books that both of us have recently read is called The Read Aloud Family by, by Sarah, Sarah McKenzie. Yes, and so she was inspired by Jim. Yeah, it's an incredible book that we both really recommend, and will give you a lot of insight into the importance of read alouds, and also some great books recommended within there. As I was reading it, I was taking notes and adding things to my Amazon cart just so I wouldn't forget all the books she mentioned. Uh, but it's it's a really good one. So we're going to kind of break this segment, this se- what am I trying to say, episode up okay. into segments. Thank you. So kind of some of the benefits of reading aloud, how to have success with reading aloud, and then we're going to do some of our favorite read aloud books we've done. Yeah. So you are in for like a triple treat. Yes, yes. Okay, so first we're going to talk about why do we even need to read aloud and some benefits from it. Yeah, reading aloud is a great and easy way to help your children reach their full potential. What does that mean? I will, so as I was Googling it, that's like on therapists and education websites. Like it was everywhere. It's yeah. like this is a huge foundation, the principle of a way to help your child to reach their full potential. It seems so simple, right? It's kind of weird that something so simple could make such a big difference in kids' lives, but it really, really does. And we'll tell you some of the ways that it does. Yeah. So one of the ways is to connect with your kids. Yeah. It's as simple as that. And it's funny because you can use these books as references. And one of the series I'll talk about is, that's my favorite, is the Chronicles of Perdane. And there's a grumpy old, I believe he's a troll. And he's always good old Dolly. He's like, oh, I have to do everything good old Dolly. And it is a funny thing that we use within our family, yeah. right? Yeah. So you just, you so we have a lot of that. things like that too, where it's created little inside jokes within our family, but it's also just connected you know, you shared these stories together. And when you're reading a book, it's not just a story. You kind of you kind of get into it as if it's a real thing. You know, you're experiencing these things. And so you're going through these shared experiences together as a family. You laugh together. I cry and they watch me cry. I won't say together because I cry a lot in the read aloud books. But there's there's just a lot of those emotions that you go through as you're reading these books together. And that really bonds you. When I always thought it was cute, like I'm a glutton for my kids saying like, just one more chapter, one more chapter. Mm-hmm. And so yesterday I was reading and we are so close to the end of this book and I'm going to talk about it later, but it's so good. And we're on the last book and we're loving it. And I had one kid shoved in the recliner with me, <laughs> the, like one hovering over us and the other one hovering on the other side. So I just had the three and the baby, I think he was down for a nap and like so obsessed and into this story. And I thought, how do you not, just love somebody mm-hmm. that you're cuddled with and they're reading this adventure. Like, oh, I have to yes. know what happens. Yes, I can't wait to hear which book you're talking about. Yeah, I love it. 
Um, all right. So also it supports healthy brain development. And this is a really cool and important one. But if you think about, you know, they're, they're listening. So it's going to be developing, so developing listening skills. Skill. They're going to be learning new vocabulary, which is another thing we'll talk about later as well. But they're hearing all these, these new concepts that they maybe didn't know or understand before. So it's, it's doing so many things to their brain as they're listening. Yes. And so like part of that is that it's promoting the language development mm -hmm. and their early liter uh, literacy. Right. I know. I was like, I can't <laughs> even say the word. That's so funny. But it's developing those skills. Yeah. And, and it's funny because it will come out when I least expect it from my kids because I'm not the most eloquent speaker. It's not a surprise. <laughs> but sometimes my kids will write really beautifully, and I, I it's because they are mm -hmm. being read to and reading such good books. Right, yeah. And it's also going to set a foundation for them to have success later in life because – you know, just the amazing things that they're learning from these books, but also what it's doing to their minds as yes. they're being read to. And that safety, there was an interesting episode I was listening to on someone else's podcast and they had a, a child psychologist on it. Mm -hmm. And she talked about one of the greatest ways to really connect with the child is to be in the same room with them and looking them in the eyes and just talking mm -hmm. to them because then they know everything's okay. I'm okay. Like this is safe. So imagine this very safe spot and I don't want to create the illusion that every time my children are snuggled up to me, um, but it does happen so that they are creating that connection, which then gives them like how to have healthy relationships yeah. because they're confident in who they are. Yeah, definitely. We love that snuggle up time too. Yeah. I, it always makes me laugh because we have, you know, just this it's kind of like a wing back chair in our living room. And I sit in that and we usually try to cram a bunch of people in it. There's a couch right over there. Yeah. For some reason, we always end up in the small chair squishing all yeah. together with people standing around me. So I don't know how that happens, but it's funny. Um, all right. Also, it gives them a broad knowledge of vocabulary. We talked, talked about on that, that a little bit with literacy as well. Yes. And one of the books that I will recommend at the end, I'll keep you on pins and needles. Is that how you really say it? I know there's a funny yeah. show that flips it. So I always think, oh, what's the real way? <laughs> um, but the vocabulary is so rich and deep mm -hmm. that we a lot of times had to look up what some of the words meant. Oh, we've had to do that as well with Read Alouds. And I actually love it when that happens because then it just gives you another layer of learning. Um, and you're, and I love it when I don't know the word. And so my kids are like, oh, she's learning too. You know, so it's great. You're learning together again. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. And like we said, it teaches them to listen. Yeah. Like that's a skill. Being and I, able to listen. I like to do books that are a little above their own reading level mm -hmm. so that they are learning things that they wouldn't be able to on their own read. And, and that's going to give them a deeper knowledge than they would have gotten. Absolutely. And, and also reading books, you know, the kind of the more old fashioned uh, classic books mm -hmm. are going to have a richer vocabulary than a lot of the more modern books do. Absolutely. Um, I love this. It builds motivation. Mm -hmm. um, if you read about somebody who inspires them, yes. we actually read, and I think we talked about in an episode, the Eric Liddell. Oh yeah. The, the, he yeah. was the Olympian and he wouldn't compete on Sundays. Like there was an inspiring story and he mm -hmm. stood like, no, I'm a Christian and I'm going to do these things. And I, and I don't do these things. And he just went about loving and taking care of others and just died a hero. And so um, it, it was beautiful and super inspiring and motivating to action, yeah. like motivating to be a better person. Yeah. And there's so many books that you read to kids that have heroes and stories like that, that yeah. are, that are just amazing people that you want to emulate and you want to be like them because of their character. 
Um, I like it creates curiosity. Yeah. So we did the book Half Magic. And it's kind of a silly book mm-hmm. that you make a wish and only halfway comes true. <laughs> but like, mom, what would you wish for? Like, what if we wished for a horse and we only got the bottom half? <laughs> you know, like it creates this fun, like what could, what could we yeah. do with it? And this yeah. fun curiosity. Yeah, that's fun. And it also can build their memory as they're, as you're reading to them. Yeah. And especially as you talk about it and, mm-hmm. and you're really into it and it's, it's a culture of your family speaking about these things and doing yeah. these things like, oh, that's right. I loved that part. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of helping with their memory. Yeah. The, the next one I love, it takes children to places and times that they have never been. And I, I, that's one of my favorite parts about reading, I think is just mm-hmm. these, you know, these experiences that you become immersed in you I've never been to France but I've read all about France in various books and and I've never been to the 1400s but I can read about it and know what they lived like during that time period and learn from that and so you're giving that to your children as well as you're reading these amazing stories to them yeah and I think even like the cultural differences Mm -hmm. that like United States versus China right versus Germany versus you know and uh, I got to talk to somebody the other day from India and the cultural differences. And so to see that in a book, we read The Heart of a Samurai. Oh, yeah. And ja- Japan's culture at the time was that people didn't leave Japan and they didn't let people into Japan. Mm-hmm. And I would I didn't know that. Sorry, I, I didn't. But to like it was really okay. fun to meet and learn that, that, oh, that was how their culture was. And that was, here were some pros that happened. Here were some cons that didn't work out right. so great in their favor because of that. But you got to learn a lot about their culture mm-hmm. through a lot of these mm-hmm. stories. Yeah. And then finally, it teaches them empathy and allows them to walk in someone else's shoes, which is a beautiful experience. You know, if you're reading a story of someone going through a hard time and you learn how they're dealing with it or or what they're feeling as they're going through these experiences, it's great lessons for all of us to learn about. Yeah, I know um, we do biographies as part of some of my read alouds are biography and some of them, my children are reading independently. But one of the ones that teaches a ton of empathy is the hiding room. Oh, yeah, it's the hiding place. Thank you. Um, Mm -hmm. With Corey Ten Boom. And the empathy and the beauty of that book blows my mind. Yes. Uh, Being shoved in a small train with all these people, uh, the hardships they had to endure. And then Corey Ten Boom even talks about that she herself wasn't forgiving and loving at first. And Mm -hmm. I don't blame her, right? Mm -hmm. She was going through some horrific things. And so kind of then you can talk that with your kids. Like, what do you think you would do if you saw people being um, prosecuted just for their religion, just for something different than the majority? Like, Mm -hmm. would you dare to stand up to it? Would you dare to help? And it teaches a lot of compassion and understanding the different things that people have gone through. Yeah. Um, So within the book, The Read Aloud Family, Sarah McKenzie has this quote, and I loved it. Raising our children isn't just about getting them ready for adulthood. It isn't just about preparation for a career. It's about transforming and shaping their hearts and minds. It's about nourishing their souls, building relationships and foreign connections. It's about nurturing them with care and compassion for whomever they encounter. It's about taking on the mind of Christ, just as Jesus wept when Lazarus died. We too must weep with our brothers and sisters, friends and strangers, the brokenhearted and downtrodden. It's so beautiful. I love that. I love that. Mm -hmm. It speaks to me. Like homeschooling isn't to say, my kid's smarter than your kid. (laughs) My kid knows this better than this kid, right? We're not just raising them for adulthood or for careers. We are transforming and shaping their hearts and their minds. Yes, definitely. Thanks. That's such a beautiful one. 
So here are some ideas for success. Sometimes read aloud, reading aloud can seem really difficult, especially if you have young children, chaotic, Mm -hmm. hard to keep their attention, hard to keep them staying and listening. You know, we talk about our beautiful cuddling up moments, but there are so many other moments that look nothing like that, Right. that you're pulling them in. You're telling them to be quiet constantly. You're going to have struggles and that's normal. So don't feel like you're doing it wrong. It's like Meg and Karen's kids just sit there. No. No. And also we've done it for a long time. (laughs) We have. So So kids do build up an ability to sit and listen for longer. And, and with us having been doing it for so long with our children, they're a lot more used to it than, than children who are just starting out. So it's definitely a skill that kids (laughs) gain over time. And even those that have been doing it for their whole lives still need sometimes some distractions to keep them in place so that they will listen. And like some, something to do with their hands, for instance. Mm-hmm. And my kids have a little pegboard that you can make pictures with. They're just okay. like little colored pegs. They like to pull that out and we'll often do that while I'm reading to them or a coloring book or something like that. Yeah, so if, magnets, magnets mm-hmm. like that you can yep. build with. The Mag formers or, yes. yeah, we have those as well. So some little like quiet things that you can pull out for younger children or for kids that struggle with staying focused mm-hmm. will make the whole thing go so much more smoothly. Yes. And then, like, watch their attention span. Mm-hmm. If you have someone who's younger who's like, I can't do this, keep it short. Yeah. There's no reason, like, there's no clock or anybody sitting over you saying, read aloud has to be 30 minutes. Maybe oh, it's no. 30 seconds that day. Maybe. Maybe it's five minutes. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't have to finish a chapter. No, you don't. There are some books that have the longest chapters in the world. And my kids beg me to finish the chapters. But I'm like, man, I've been going for 20 pages already. It's time to stop. (laughs) But there are some books, you know, that have short, brief chapters. And those ones are a lot more easy to consume and a lot more easy to just read one more. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yes. That's my, that's what gets me every time. Um, Okay, this is a great one, and I actually talked to somebody about this, but pick fun books because mm-hmm. we always will talk about the classics are beautiful, the classics are wonderful, but sometimes you have to, like, ease into that. Oh, yeah, for sure. And so she was reading a really difficult, beautiful classic, and I said, and she's like, my kids hate it, and they're crying, and I said, nobody said you had to read this book. Right. Like, your kids aren't ready for it. So start with just a fun book that's mm-hmm. just like, this is going to be a blast. We're going to have an adventure with it. Maybe even a book with some illustrations Yeah, that's like simple, easy to understand there, but there's no rule that says you have to have deep classics that will, the vocabulary is rich English because it was no. written in the 1600s. No. No, I was just talking with my sister about this the other day. She was asking me for books for her. I think her daughter's eight, her eight-year-old daughter. She's just just starting to kind of take off reading, but struggling. Yes. And not read alouds, but just regular books. And and I was quoting from Sarah McKenzie again from this read aloud family, but she in that book talks about the books that are kind of like candy that you can, you know, give them so that they learn that they can enjoy reading. And sometimes you need those books to start this process out. Sometimes you need the light and the fluffy ones just to show that they can sit and they can listen and they can enjoy this process. Yeah. I definitely mix in like Mm -hmm. a classic within like fun, silly book. And there are really fun classic books too. (laughs) There are some that are great fun and that aren't too hard and too complicated. And so, yeah, you definitely mixing it up, but also paying attention to their, their attention span and their abilities. And if they're understanding or not, there've been books that we've all struggled to understand 
And we finally just put them down and walked away from them. And I was okay with that. Yeah. It's okay to not finish a book that nobody likes. Yeah, there's no book police. No, I always feel guilty for myself when I do it. I've got books that I unfinish and then I sit there on my shelf for six months and I'm like, I have to finish it. I have to finish it. And then I finally just told myself, it's okay. You don't have all the time in the world to finish these books that don't really interest you. It's okay. Move on. Move on. Absolutely. And so even to take it even more simple, you can do picture books. Mm -hmm. Like there are beautiful books with lovely artwork yeah. and it is super simple especially for younger reading. ones yes mm-hmm. the, and the, but the big ones enjoy it they too. do they do they love it they think they're just as fun yeah with some of these picture books and so it's okay to like mix that mm-hmm. in there mm-hmm. i was just reading the book have you read westlandia no. Ah, oh, so cute it's a picture book and i was reading it last night my little millie brought it in for her bedtime story and Everyone else gathered around because it's one of those really good ones. That the pictures are beautiful and the story's just fun and clever and creative. And so it's there, everyone kind of comes around and watches and listens. And so there's a lot of amazing picture books like that. That's funny. So one of the things I was trying to do is because we do do read aloud. That's funny, do do we do read aloud during the day, but I really wanted to add in reading at night. Mm-hmm. And my kids were like, we don't want to. You already read to us too much. <laughs> and so I try to read and feed. <laughs> But I don't like giving them like food right before bed. So usually it's like I've been trying to do like super healthy stuff. But it doesn't happen every night. But like it's become a fun novel. Like a weed and pee. I'm sorry. You like that's like they're my little piggies. But they're just like really fun picture books. Mm-hmm. And so one of them was Circumference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we like We those. talked about those ones. And it's literally talking about Circumference and his lady die of amateur. Right. And so just silly books, Mercer Meyer, is mm-hmm. that his name? Yeah. Lots of his cute little books. And so my kids get excited. And so I try to buy a few new fun ones a month. Yeah. So like, it's time we're going to do read and feed tonight. And oh, so that's cute. They get really excited about it. <laughs> so like, keep it simple with picture books. Yeah. Yeah. But that kind of is one of the ways um, at nighttime too, I actually tried this at first, but then they kept coming in for the picture books is breaking it up, breaking up the age groups. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would read with my little boys a picture book because they struggled the most with mm-hmm. just a book without pictures. And then I'd go into my girl's room and read a different book. And it was funny because they all kept merging into everybody's room. Uh-huh. So I thought, That's cute. Okay, never mind. Just I'm do just it all together. <laughs> but like, that is a really good way mm-hmm. if you have littles who just can't sit yeah. and bigs who are ready for yeah. it. She See, I still do a picture book with my youngest every mm-hmm. night and then the older ones. I have another chapter book that we read together and that varies, but yeah. Um, and then, yeah, breaking it up. And if you have a read aloud time with your older kids during the day, just make sure you have their, a special time with your little one too. If you have younger ones that can't focus, because my, my little ones can't always listen through all of the books that the bigger yeah. ones can. So. Yes, it's funny. Georgie's learned to be silly lately. And so like Heath will put a blanket on his head and run circles mm-hmm. like night mama, night mama. And we're like, I just get louder to read. <laughs> so like it's not always perfect. But like mm-hmm. when he'll go and play with some other kids, because my big kids don't always read aloud with us in the morning. Um, and so they'll sometimes play with them or we'll put him down mm-hmm. for a nap. But the next three now, and it's been funny because my Briggy, he's eight and uh he has really struggled with read aloud. It has been a difficult mm-hmm. skill for him. He's busy. He's mm-hmm. always been active. Yeah. And But it's been funny as this year I said, okay, here are things you can do. Harassing your brothers, not one, or punching him. Like those are <laughs> things you cannot do. But we gave him some options what he could do. 
And that's been helpful. And it's been funny as he's been way into this last book that I'm not going to tell quite yet, <laughs> that he uh, can sit through it now. And like, hello. Oh, today. that's fun. That's great. So, oh, I was just thinking of a couple of tips. There are days when, if like, if you're sick or you're struggling with reading aloud, that I've had my my biggest kid read to my younger kids. Mm-hmm. You know, if you've lost your voice and you can't read that day, just put your, if you have multiple children, put your biggest kid on the read aloud for yeah. the day. And that, that can be really helpful. But another thing I do often is I always have a um, audio book on in the car when we're going running errands. And we just finished, actually, I think it was this morning, the Farmer Boy book oh, that we've man. been reading. And my eight-year-old was just eating that up and it finished and he just wanted more and more and more. He's like, I need the next one right away. So we downloaded the next in the series and he's excited to, we're going to do Little House on the Prairie next. Oh, that's fun. I've always tried to do that, like do the audio Mm -hmm. books. I'm like, why doesn't it not work for my family? And I Do it in the car? Well, no, 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 in the car. Yeah. But I found out my back speakers don't work in my big Oh, yeah, that wouldn't work. So like, they'd be like, turn it up. And I'm like, I'm going deaf, it hurts. (laughs) And so only the front two speakers work in my 15 passenger van. Yeah, that wouldn't work well. And so I was like, ooh, that's why it's not working. My kids love it. And it keeps them calm and quiet on the drives. So it's been a good thing for us. I enjoy doing that with them. Yeah, so that's fun. And we've even had my husband. This is one of the areas that he has loved. Um, when I've had a new baby, he always reads a new series to us. Oh, that's great. And so that's really fun that because everybody's there. When you have a new baby, you're not involved in as much. And so that's been something really fun for him is that he likes that's to. a good idea. It doesn't always happen. But I mean, I haven't, don't have a new baby anymore. So <laughs> it hasn't happened for a little while. All right, you ready? I'm ready. For some of our favorite read-alouds. Megan's going to share her secret. Okay. It's actually just because we're in the middle of it, and I'm dying to know how it happens. <laughs> but it's The Green Ember. Oh, I love that book so much. Okay, don't tell so me how good. it ends. I won't. Okay, so there are three books, and it's so good. cute little rabbits, and there are birds of prey and wolves that are their nemesis. And we, even within the rabbits, some of the rabbits have segregated and mm-hmm. joined in with the wolves and the birds. Yes. So it is good versus evil, but like not gory violent, Mm-mm. no sex, no swearing. Like it's just it's a good, good, but serious. Yes. Yeah. We loved those. Like standing up for what's right, doing something, even though it's hard. Mm-hmm. And like, yesterday they had me read like an hour and a half in the morning. <laughs> and then last night my husband worked late. And so they said, read to us, read to us, read to us. So I read an hour and my eyes were hurting so bad. <laughs> and I said, friends, like I will do it tomorrow. But then my daughter had to go babysitting today. And they're like, Aww. you cannot not read this. Oh, that's great. Tonight. I love that. So we'll finish it tonight. And I, we have loved the green. Ember. Yeah, those are fabulous. We love those as well. Um, you want to go through your list of oh, some yeah, of your favorites sure. and then I can share some of mine. Okay. So the next one was Emmy and the Incredible Shrinking Rat. These are just fun. Mm-hmm. A lot of these books are just fun books too. And so it's um, magical animals mm-hmm. and just kind of silly and fun. But this one, I think we loved it because we got into it and we read it. And my husband and I were actually leaving on a trip that night and we started it in the morning and they said, you're going to be leaving anyway. So we didn't do any school and we binge read almost the whole entire book. I love it. And like, I would pack a little bit and then like Ringo read some more and like, like we got to eat, but they ate and like <laughs> they had me read. So it was just, just such a fun day. That's cute. And then we were leaving for the airport and they had maybe like 
20, 30 pages left. And I'm like, I have to go. And so my daughter finished it. Aww. And then they called me like, this is how it ended. So Emmy and the Incredible Shrinking That's cute. Rat. I haven't read that. I'll have it's to read it. It's super cute. I'm, that one I think I just got from the library. So okay. I don't think I could even let you borrow it. Um, <laughs> of course, Chronicles of Narnia. Mm-hmm. Like, Those are fabulous. You just got to read Chronicles of Narnia. And the next one that is not talked about as much, and I talked about it with good old Dolly, Chronicles of Prydane. Mm-hmm. And Chronicles of Prydane are amazing, life-changing, That's, beautiful. I, I've only read the first one. You've got I need to read them. Mm-hmm. Five of them. And my kids and my husband actually per, choose Prydane over Narnia. Oh, wow. Like, they've reread them. That's cool. A lot of my books are missing their covers because they are everywhere. Yeah. Um, another fun one is the Penderwicks. Mm-hmm. That one is super cute for sisters and their dad go on a holiday and they have like tons of adventures and just cute. cute like, one. My daughter's all, reading that right now. In her yes. Mm-hmm. These are all books that my kids are like, don't stop reading. Yes. So these are the ones I'm recommending. Um, okay. One of the most beautiful books I've ever read, Moon Over Manifest. Mm-hmm. I bawled my eyes out. Yeah, that's a fabulous one. one. And that was another, that was our last summer book that we binge read like in a week or two. <laughs> And it was beautiful, and I cried, and it's lovely, this little girl and her dad, and he drops her off in the town in Manifest, and she doesn't really know her story or why her dad has left her there. Mm-hmm. And she it's kind of a fun detective book because it doesn't give you a lot of the details, and it goes back in time and current time, and you're trying to figure out, like, who everybody is within the town and what made this town so solid. I get chills just thinking about it because you find out a sacrifice a mother made, and to give her child the best life possible. Yeah. And it's beautiful. Please read that. (laughs) Um, Bud, not buddy. It was funny. I liked it, but it was when I was asking my kids, some of their favorites, they were like, bud, not buddy. And so he's a cute little boy. uh, I believe like Detroit area. (laughs) Sorry. Oh, sorry. I just thought of another favorite. I'm adding to my list. Okay. So bud, not buddy. He's a cute little boy and his, he doesn't know who his dad is and his mom passes away. And so it's kind of this little adventure as he's trying to figure out who his dad is. Okay. And so he's kind of going through this little story. Um, Hatchet. Yes. I feel like if you're a homeschooler, you have to read it's Hatchet. good stuff. But it's so fun. This little boy's parents are divorced and his, he's getting on a little airplane to go see his dad in Canada and the pilot has a heart attack and he crashes. Mm-hmm. So he's in the middle of the Canadian Rockies or somewhere in Canada and all he has is a hatchet and he has to survive. And so all my kids have loved this book. Yeah. My daughter carried around a hatchet. I, that's probably not the safest thing, but I'm like, <laughs> she did. Um, I'm all about hopefully not a very sharp one. It wasn't, it was actually super old, but she carried around the yard like with her hatchet. <laughs> it was like, tough. It was, it was, it was. <laughs> that's um, okay. So this one that had the rich vocabulary mm-hmm. earlier is Penrod. Have you ever read Penrod? Not yet, but it's on my list because okay. you've recommended it. We love Penrod. Here is my disclaimer. It was written early 1900s, and it uses the N-word yeah. for African Americans. I have read it aloud. I didn't have my kids read it, and so I just would always edit that out. Oh, okay. So my kids love, love, love this book. I don't even know if they know that's in there. Okay. So that is that's my good only disclaimer. The... Writing is hilarious. Penrod is this totally mischievous boy, always getting into trouble. His mom wants him to go to a dance, so he decides to throw himself off the shed to try to break <laughs> his legs instead of having to go. Like, he's just naughty. And so the little neighbor boys that move in that are the African-American family, 
that they it's hilarious because he's like i want to be a preacher because a preacher has to climb a pole and he's like what and it's like you had to d- climb up the pole to heaven and then you have to say don't take me down saying don't take me down so it's, it is the funnest book oh, and the vocabulary funny. is super rich and then my last one sorry i feel like i could have gone on forever yeah that's all right is understood betsy have you ever yes. read this one yeah it's a great great um, one this was one that my kids were like this book is stupid this is for girls and then like a few chapters in mm-hmm. my boys like well you're gonna read more well like, are we gonna finish it <laughs> and so it's this cute little betsy she lives with her aunts she's an orphan yeah and they have just like as much as I spoil Master George, right? Like she's never had to lift a finger. She's never had an original thought. That's my favorite line from the whole book. Like it was her first original thought and she has to go live with the low down cousins, mm-hmm. right? That are dirty and scoundrels, mm-hmm. but they teach her a lot. And yeah. it's a beautiful book. Yeah. I really liked that one too. Hopefully I didn't go on too long. No, that's great. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> so here's some from my list. I'm probably not as good as description oh, as sorry. Megan, but Charlotte's Web. We all know that story. The book is always better than the movie, so I highly recommend the book, and it's a lot of fun to read. But by the same author, this one's not as well-known, but Trumpet of the Swan. Uh-huh. And it is so much fun. We laughed and laughed through that one. I'm just going to go through my list quickly. Yes, yeah, sorry. I went too long. Because Megan talked too long, and we're almost <laughs> out of time. The Wing Feather Saga, fabulous. The Little House series, The Secret Garden, Thornton Burgess Animal Stories, The Five Children and It, and others by Edith Nesbitt is the author. She's so good. Pippi Longstocking. Oh, yes, Pippi. Winnie the Pooh. I know it sounds very childish, but they are so fun and so hilarious. I love, love those stories. Pollyanna. Oh, and then yes. Swallows and Amazons. Loved this story. If you haven't read it, it was so much fun. And they are a series. I've only read the first, but we loved that book. It was amazing. So we're almost out of time. We want to keep it at 30 minutes, so we're going to wrap this up. But we would just want to say thank you so much for listening. We'll put all of these books in the show notes for you so you can find them. Let us know if you have any more great suggestions. And tell us your favorites. Yes. We will talk to you later. See ya. Thank you for listening to Call to Homeschool. Be sure to subscribe and we'd love to hear your comments or questions. You can find all our show notes on calltohome.com.